50th episode of ITM, we have our friends Jonathan and Sam from Backseat Banter to talk some basketball in the upcoming NBA season with us. The NHL is restarting, and we have new divisions for the next season. And we might have, an, we might even have an all-Canadian division. And last week we did our top Christmas songs. This week we do our Mount Rushmore of Christmas movies, guys. We are at episode number fifty. Welcome to episode number fifty of Inside the Minds. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Matt, along with Bart and Kevin. You can follow Bart at Bart underscore. Sorry, Bart underscore K nineteen on Instagram, I think, or Twitter, or whichever. And Kevin's at K Barton thirty four on the gram. Guys, how you doing? How are you today? Oh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. It's gonna be a good show. That's what we like to hear. I'm also doing well. It's been a good day. Worked out. Got some great tacos. Um, well, I didn't get some great tacos. I made some great tacos. Okay. Ooh. I was going to say, where'd you get them from? Because uh, my, my fridge and then my <laughs> stove and then my plate into <laughs> <Sweet>. my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here. Here's the deal. We're going to get right into this because oh. I was what? Yes. Go on. I what? got some Calvin Klein jeans. Yes. Oh, nice. Yes. Fantastic. I got to say. Dude, oh, Bart has the Calvin Klein jeans. Bart is on Hinge. Bart is on whatever dating app you, you, you know. Oh, Bart. I'm so happy to hear this. that. Jeez, oh, man. They, they are so comfy. I, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, I talked about Calvin Klein like once a week with you guys because I absolutely love Calvin Klein. We should get them as a sponsor. Let's just. Oh, we should. We should. Uh, or Express. Hashtag I mean, Calvin Klein. Yeah. Oh, uh, absolutely. So. But like, I'm so glad you're on the Calvin <laughs> Klein train with me now. Like they were the comfy jeans I own. I own Calvin Klein jean jacket. I own Calvin Klein sweaters and all types of stuff. They have sweat uh, pants. Yeah, I, I don't know about the jean jacket, but the the jeans. Yeah, they're they're jean good. Jackets legit. Uh, also Calvin Klein underwear. It's where it's at. But the, yep, mm-hmm. Kevin's also single, ladies. And those parts. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you go, guys. You go on. Probably a reason. And, but. <laughs> and Matt is married, so I am. I'm just, very, very happily, very happily. Let's so let's make that you clear. Know, absolutely. <laughs> I actually uh, went to shop for Christmas shop shopping. Uh, okay, for I actually thought you were about today. to be like, but I'm getting divorced. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> that is, that is negative. I am not. I am not doing that. Um, no. Here's what we're gonna talk about, though. Instead of you know this. Oh, wow. Dark hole. All right. Anyway, um, so as I mentioned last week, top uh, Christmas songs, top five Christmas songs this week will be different. We'll do a Mount Rushmore. We'll do a top four Christmas movies. Um, I guess we'll go, you know, four on down. First of all, uh, Bart, I will at see you number four first. Bart, I'm curious to see yours because you said you had a list. So I want to hear your I, list. I do. Yeah. I want to see. I want. What is your number four? My number four is Home Alone. All right. Christmas movie, but okay. Yes, it is. It absolutely is 100% a Christmas movie. Oh, so you, then you're... Kevin, you get out of here. It Kevin, just takes place during Christmas. It's not a Christmas movie. Well, oh, you're, you're going to love my stuff. next three in that case. Oh, Die Hard 3, I, Die Hard 2, Die Hard 1. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Especially Die Hard. The, the first Die Hard is absolutely fantastic. Wait, Die hold Die on. Are, are they really? Are they really your the rest? Yes. <laughs> Die Hard 2 and 3 don't take place during Christmas. Sir? Well, at least Die Hard 1 does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, no, are you sure? I have I no thought idea. they did. The first one no, I'm I know sure they do. I know the first one definitely does. Free and Die Hard does not take place during Christmas, but Die Hard 1 does for sure. I will be I'm very honest sure Die Hard 2 does too. I am not on that train of Die Hardness. Uh, I actually... It's not a Christmas movie. I have not it watched is. a single Die Hard movie, and I want to. Uh, what? But, well, yeah, you, uh, you, you uh, do that. Yeah, yep. you, you do. You do. They're they're fantastic movies. 
All right, awesome. Yes, we'll watch. Uh, Kevin, can we watch one? On Christmas. Our, um, no, well, I was going to say our Secret Santa Gathering. Well, uh, we no, we're going to watch Star that. Wars because you still haven't finished Star Wars. You're right. We're going to watch Rogue One. And then... oh, 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 Lordy. Oh, baby. Ooh. Yeah. Me and Bart are going to just have a ball. We're going to be so happy. I, you guys I, are going to have a jerk cry. or... Yeah. Yes. Don't forget the piece of bread in the middle. All right. Anyway, <laughs> number <laughs> number Kevin, what's your number four? All right, my number four is Santa Claus, the Tim Allen. Respectable. He the, at Santa Claus is actually my honorable mention, so I'll just throw that out there. I love it. Okay. My, my honorable four, mention is Harry Potter. Just the, the first one. They all have Christmas scenes in them. So since we're counting Die Hard, we're counting Harry Potter. Fair. Fair. So. Suck it. I I, I don't I don't. Your but the thing, but but the uh, okay. Uh, I, all right. I guess my fourth going on down. I guess I don't have them in any particular order, but um, I do have a number one. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Uh, I Clark Griswold is the iconic uh, Santa or tryhard Santa of that family. I love him. He's amazing. All right. Number three, Barriers of Dire Three, right? <laughs> Even though it doesn't take place here at Christmas, but <laughs> Bart, what? what's, your, what's your number three? <laughs> oh, I, I thought I—I I mean, that was pretty much it. Okay, yeah. Kevin, what is your number three? <laughs> uh, my number three. I'm very torn with this one, so I either want this to be the like live action Grinch with Jim Carrey, or I want it to be Christmas with the Tranks. But I think I'm gonna go with Christmas with the Cranks as a other honorable mention. Apparently, I like uh, what the fruit is uh, Tim Allen in Christmas movies. Apparently, because yeah, he's Christmas very good. Movies. He's very good. Um, but I think I'm gonna go with the Grinch as number three for show. All right, is number... that the animated movie? What? There's the the Grinch. <laughs> the Grinch isn't it the animated one? No, well, well, no, no. There's one with Jim, one with Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey. Oh, it's the one we sent you a gif of the one you sent a right. gif of earlier okay. today. i did he's I, literally I did, you i, I mean there's so many gifts like loathe I, loathe hate loathe <laughs> i t- i totally despise <laughs> i just didn't know what the the movie was called honestly i haven't hate, seen hate, that movie in a while hate 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 loathe <laughs> jim carrey's fantastic though he is, he is. I, he's one of my favorite actors so i love him All right, um Elf. <laughs> okay. Elf is great. I love Will Ferrell. Uh, Will Ferrell's—he's on my Mount Rushmore comedy actors. So I love Will Ferrell. Anytime I can watch a Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson, or Adam Sandler movie, we're all—we're all set. We're all good. Owen Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Wow. 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 I mean, that's that's all I know him for. Honestly, it's—he's <laughs> uh, good. He's some good movies. He does. Fun. I mean, the internship. Uh, we're going off track. The internship, uh, wedding crashers, you know, wedding crashers, he's yeah. yeah. He's had I a handful. seen either of those, really. We, yeah. can, we can talk, they're about both this. with Vince Vaughn, <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, I'll, I'll check him out. Was he was in Marley and Me, too? That, that's very sad. Uh, you mean Dupree? You mean Dupree? Yes, that's actually a great comedy, but yeah, he's it awesome. In that. Yeah, he, we, he has a ton of good movies from early 2000s. Um, yep. Absolutely. All right. Number number two. Number two, Kevin. Mine is Elf. No. Okay. <laughs> so, that was easy. My number two is Home Alone. <laughs> so, Bart, I got gotcha. a Christmas movie. It, it absolutely is. Um, and then number one, Kevin. <laughs> this Christmas. I mentioned it last episode. Um, oh, right. You did. This Christmas Chris Brown. Definitely my favorite one. 
Um, my number one, it's very, it's, it's a Christmas movie. I hope you guys have seen it. I love it. It's like one of my favorite Christmas comedies out there too. Have you guys ever seen The Night Before? It is with Seth Rogen, Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Anthony Mackie. No, but I would definitely watch that. It is yeah. absolutely the most hilarious Christmas movie of all time. Like for they're, they're, the premise is like these guys are like all friends of ten years, and they're all going to different shades or shades or paths in their lives. Like one of them's having a kid, one of them in the, uh, in the NFL, but they're all still best friends. But the thing is, the premise is like there's like this ultimate like Christmas party that they've been trying to go to. It's secret. It's underground. They can never do it. And this is the time they finally do it. Seth Rogen's wife, I uh, in this movie, I guess I, I forgot their characters' names, but she's like, you know, this is your last Christmas, uh, being uh, being uh, not being a dad because uh, you know he's pregnant. He's gonna be a father. She gives him like, oh, he's this. pregnant. That's pretty. No, juicy. she is. Oh boy, <laughs> he, <laughs> what she a is. turn. Um, she he she gives him like this box full of like drugs like shrooms you got coke in there there's meth she's like go do this and go to that party and it is absolutely fantastic i love it the night before is amazing you guys should definitely watch it yeah about uh, that that sounds where, fantastic where it be streaming at where be streaming be streaming uh i think on netflix hold on let me get it let me check it out let me check yeah, it let out me, with the let me get this important info because uh um, I, I will 100 watch that this week uh, yes. Um. Hold on. Wait. Give me one second. The nights uh, before. <sighs> no, but Pineapple Express is on Netflix. I don't know if you've known that. I've never actually. Also, seen that. funny movie. It's it's good. I I like it. If Bart gives me a recommendation for a movie, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> it. Do you guys have Hulu? I do have Hulu, sir. Yes, it is on there. Yeah, I mean, Ooh. you use my Disney Plus, so you know I have Hulu. But I. Okay, I will log into Hulu. <laughs> Actually, then, since I have your Disney Plus, uh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that is so bad. yeah, there you have it. Those are those are Mount Rushmore of Christmas movies. Bart has a little work to do. I gave him some recommendations. Can't believe he's never seen Bad Santa. Uh, you know, that's actually, you should have done like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer because I know you saw that as a kid. Because everyone's seen that as a kid. Or Jack Frost. Frost. Man, Jack, Jack Frost. Frost is a good one. Yeah, I I don't think I've seen Jack Frost. I bet you have. You he's he's like a I don't know. I, angry snowman. I honestly haven't seen a Christmas movie in a while. <laughs> like I haven't even seen Die Hard recently. Actually, Matt, you brought up Vince Vaughn, uh, Four Christmases. That's a great movie. movie. Yes, absolutely. That's a good one too. I thought about putting that on I my list. Seen that either. Four Christmases is awesome. It has Reese Witherspoon in there. Yes. Really underrated actress, by the way. Uh, well, okay. Yes, I see it. Especially after the morning show, which you turned me on to. Like, she did phenomenal in the morning show. So I thought you were going to stop at I Turned You On. I was like, really? When? <laughs> I want to know. Every day. Every day. Oh, <laughs> you guys are just, oh, you guys are so sweet. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, where are we going now after this? What do you guys want to talk about next? Since you're Your for, wonderful for beer review because you keep drinking in front you, of us. Right. Shout out really quick. Shout out to the, to the two brothers of uh, Warrenville, Illinois. They are a local brew. Uh, two brothers in Warrenville, Illinois. It is an artisan brewing company. Ten minutes uh, from me. Yeah, absolutely. You should go there. They have really good food. I've been there once, I think. Yeah, no, I have. They have good stuff. Um, obviously, I don't know if they're open. But this beer is actually called Prairie Path. Um, it is amazing. It is a golden ale. It is not too heavy, but not too light at all whatsoever. 5.1% alcohol. The IBU is 25. 12-ounce beer. It's amazing. It's great. 
Um, their description is crafted to remove gluten without compromising flavor. This golden ale has a complex malt character that pairs perfectly with the bitterness from the hops that result in a crisp, drinkable ale that everyone can enjoy. It is very true. I'm going to give this like an 8.4 out of 10. Go check them out. Two Brothers, Prairie Path. Shout out to the Very two. nice. You said an 8.2? 8.2. 8.4. 8. Yeah, you said 8.4. Yep, oh, my heart doesn't listen very well. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it is essentially a B. A B plus. A B plus. Uh, that 10. is not a B plus. 87 and higher is a B plus. Oh, I'm I just sorry. had to do all my grades for the semester, so I know. Okay. I know you're a teacher. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Um, Check yourself well, way, you that's really, yourself. That's, I feel like that's one of the, the highest grades we've, we've given on a B. We've given so some nines up in here. Yeah, we that's have. True. We haven't done one in a while. We got to get back to it, guys. We really do. We, do. Like, we definitely do. I uh, I have. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, so Kevin. Uh, but while we're still on the topic, uh, so those truly lemonades that you've been drinking, I yep. sent you guys a picture. Uh, apparently they're and it's gonna come out in July or June sometime. Wait, is that summer. far away? Oh man. Yeah, man. Oh, so it's the truly iced tea lemonades. Oh my god, I am so excited. Spiked lemonade or spiked iced tea. Huh, I'm here for it. Like you guys know I love my tea because I don't drink coffee, so I drink tea every day. Actually, I just brought, bought like four things of tea from Target the other day. Like, man, I'm so excited. I need it. I need it, man. I just need it. Yeah, I, I gotta wait till June. Twisted tea isn't that great. So well, we'll see. That's it's twisted. I've never had it, so I can't really tell you. <laughs> I've never had it either, but it looks super basic and terrible. Uh yeah, it, it's I don't know. It doesn't taste that great. So it's uh, supposed to be like Long I'll, Island iced teas in a can, though, not like iced tea that's spiked. First of all, Long Islands are dangerous. Like I don't know. Like if you have too many, I think you're they gonna get you messed up real quick. Yeah, absolutely. First um, hangover in my life. That's that's a fact. That was actually had my that was my first legal drink of B Dubs. <laughs> they gave me Long Island. It was made so bad. I'm like, guys, I can't do this. Can you make it correctly? <laughs> and he's like, uh, well. Uh, I can give you a blue moon. I was like, okay. So that was my second legal drink, a blue moon. First, it was a shitty Long Island. Then it was a blue moon. So I nice. loved it. Mine it was, was like a blue hurricane from Rainforest Cafe. Oh, that's good. I say legal. I'm going to say legal. I don't know what my first, I think a UV blue was my first legal drink. Yeah. Uh, illegal drink. Uh, me, Madre was not happy. Like when I had my blue hurricane at Rainforest Cafe, she was obviously there. I took legitimately one sip from it and she thought I was drunk because I was talking a lot because <laughs> in the middle of the rainstorm. So I was like, talking loud and she's like you're drunk already you're feeling it. i'm like yo i've had one sip i promise you i'm not drunk <laughs> we all know kevin's like, lightweight yeah my oh yeah <laughs> we're not bringing that back up maybe, maybe we'll do it again on saturday who, who knows what happens i'm so glad i caught that i'm still like that is gonna be in my memory yeah kathy was looking at you too she's like did you did you just throw up <laughs> it was so casual too i just like leaned back threw up and then leaned forward again kept playing in nhl did not face me at all it was the smallest like little blob just popped up like, do you want to go wash your hands <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> what wasn't my nope hand? i gotta finish this game <laughs> it wasn't my hand i literally saw my lap i'm like good but bart made me laugh so freaking hard <laughs> i'm like oh god Oh, uh, good times. You, you know what we're going to be drinking uh, heavily? Actually, we're going to start drinking heavily uh, January 13th when the NHL restarts. I don't know about you, Bart. Bart hey, Whitney. To, I mean, yeah. if we stop drinking heavily, is that... <laughs> you know what? You have a very good point. You're very good point when every every 
o'clock is beer o'clock <laughs> i could have said that way better but every o'clock is beer o'clock <laughs> god damn it i love but, it it's five o'clock somewhere yeah absolutely it's nine but it's okay nine twelve it's that's uh, five o'clock god damn it. I, we're gonna I, go I through it's five four, o'clock somewhere we're gonna go through four <laughs> bottles of pink whitney each on saturday uh well, I'm gonna have to stop you there. But anyway, yeah, all right. <laughs> so <laughs> it really is. You can do it, Bart. January thirteenth, UNHL season upcoming. Uh, they have they're still ironing out the details. They're gonna be done by then. But uh, these so essentially they're gonna have four different conferences. They're gonna have an all Canadian division. Um, Bart, I want to ask you how do you how do you feel about all this unfolding? What are you are you excited? Like what what's going down? Can oh, you- absolutely. Whatever it takes to. Uh- to, to get the league going again. Um, obviously, it, it does kind of suck that it's just like one Canadian division. Um, I mean, especially with like the vaccine coming out. I, obviously, the whole border thing is is the the main uh, obstacle here. It's a very big obstacle. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what, what whatever it takes. Uh, it, at least the owners are kind of backing off again now. So I, I, it looks like we should be starting and that's, that's, that's what's most important right now. So basketball already got going, which I'm actually curious. What, what are the Raptors doing? Oh, they're playing they're Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, dude. Tampa uh, Bay Raptors. Tampa Bay okay. just trying to get all the major trophies. Now they're trying to try and turn title town because the Buccaneers are still going to win this year. Come at me. <laughs> the Lightning one. Now the Raptors could win there. The yeah, I mean, the I, I would love the Raptors to move there, but at the same time, Drake would have such a fit and he would cry. So, you know. Uh, he owns a home in Miami, though. It's close enough. Like That's true. Uh, yeah, the Raptors, the Raptors are pretty big in, in Toronto. Because yeah. I mean, Toronto does only basketball, basketball team. Yeah, they're, they're Canada's only basketball team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they just have the Leafs and Raptors. It's not like they have other sports to root for. Oh, they have the Blue Jays. Just kidding. They have the Blue Jays. Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, they, they, they Toronto, <laughs> Toronto is still an important sports town. They can't, they can't let that go. I mean, if the Raptors moved anywhere, it should be to St. Louis. St. Louis should have. No, you know what? I think oh, you should get right. the Kings because Sacramento doesn't deserve a basketball. Uh, absolutely. Give me the Kings so. tomorrow. Yeah, okay I mean they're still they're a young up and coming team, so that you know the Aaron Fox man, I love him. Yeah, he's so awesome. I'm okay with it. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, back, back to the, the back to the NHL. Uh, Kevin, your your team uh, is going. This. That's a that's a tough division, man. That's a Ooh. tough ask for them. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, I think it works out for us because I mean the Avs are over there with us, right? Um, or the Avs. Yeah. Right. Avs, uh, Vegas, uh, Winnipeg. Not Winnipeg. What am I saying? Uh, yeah, Minnesota, I guess, might be as well. So We don't yeah. know what's happening with Minnesota, but yeah. yeah we Minnesota don't know and Dallas. We don't know what's happening with Minnesota there. or Dallas yeah. either. Um, it's going to be one of those two teams, but then we got um, the Kings, the Ducks, the Coyotes, Vegas, yeah. Um, I think the Blues, the Avs, and Vegas are just going to steamroll that entire division the entire season like it's going to be laughable um so i'm honestly not excited about this format because it's not going to be like a fair shake of who's actually the best teams coming out of each division yeah no up to where their place like chicago being placed in division with tampa like tampa's going to steamroll (laughs) chicago seven times like we know it's going to happen uh no 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 you could, you could okay, six of the seven times. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> um, but, like, 
I mean, obviously, like Vegas versus St. Louis and the Avs versus St. Louis, like they're going to be good matchups. It's going to be fun to watch, especially seven times over the course of the season. But the top teams in each division, I think the NHL did this on purpose. They know the top teams are already going to be in each division. That's how they separate them. Like they want to control the playoffs for marketability. Um, yeah, I mean, they kind of conspiracy theory. I mean, they they kind of have to because. Like the the East would have been way too stacked, so they they had to spread that around, right? So you like the the Hurricanes are are in the Central Division. <laughs> yeah. But like, we're sorry. Wait, hold, uh, I don't even know how. There's not really a, technically a Central Division now, right? Right. Three regions, four regions. But like, what doesn't make sense to me? Why would the league not put Dallas and Minnesota in the West, which would make sense because they're more West than St. Louis. Instead of having only one of Minnesota or Dallas in the West and not have St. Louis and Chicago in the same division because that's arguably the best rivalry in hockey. Yeah, but then what are you you doing with that that West division, though? I mean, who who are you going to be? Let me give you you a rundown of the division. So it's going to be Boston, Buffalo, uh, New Jersey, New York Islanders, New York Rangers, uh, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington. That's going to be an amazing one to watch. Um, Carolina, uh, Columbus, Detroit, Chicago, Florida, Minnesota, Nashville, and Tampa Bay, even though we don't know what. Yeah, tell me how it makes sense for Minnesota to be in that division, not St. Louis. Yeah, I don't understand either. I mean, then you have Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Dallas, uh, LA, and then Dallas and Minnesota might be switching, so we don't know. Uh, San Jose, St. Louis, and the the Kings, and the Knights, I'm sorry. Um, And then all, all the Canadian teams. My, here's the thing though. I think the three divisions are going to, the three divisions of the U S are going to have a way to play each other as in, they're not going to travel outside of their respective like leagues that, that often, but they will. And then you're going to have the Canadian teams playing each other seven, six or seven times over. And that's where there's going to be like an unfair advantage. I think when it comes to the playoffs. Oh, there's going to be a bloodbath in, in Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think these guys are just, that's going to be super bad. And Bettman's going to see that early on too, where by March he's going to, which there's still time. So especially if they can get the vaccine, uh, well, God, it really depends on Canada. Like if, if Canada is, uh, is going to be willing for them to, to travel from, from Canada to the U S U S to Canada, then, I mean, it kind of, they can kind of do, kind of go back to how it's supposed to be and maybe just limit travel or something. But I am a fan of this private purchase of this vaccine. Um, these guys are high caliber athletes. You guys, it's their, I mean, million dollar sports industry pumps a lot of money into the economy in Canada and here, especially cocky. So, I mean, Kevin, I don't know what your thoughts are. I like it. I know that people are going to be upset about it. But I mean, money talks, so you know it is what. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm completely like I understand it. I mean, sports are so important to people, and like it gives us that escape and that um, thing to all rally behind and love. And so, if this helps us get sports back and be able to like have a good product and not have to worry about cancellations and pushbacks at UNFL, um, I'm all for it. And yeah, money talks. If they can afford it, like they're paying more for it than the regular person would be paying for it so how do they not deserve it like 
Well, I mean, it's it's free and to the general public. It's going to be free. So wait, is it actually? Yeah, shoot. Yeah, but the thing what the NHL is doing is they're doing a private purchase of it, meaning that they're going to get their own vials very quickly. Yeah, um, quickly and efficiently. Yeah, they're not going to have to wait for it to come out. They're not going to have to be in waiting lines between first responders and nurses, doctors. It's definitely going to be an interesting NHL season if it kicks off this way. Um, Obviously, we know there's not going to be any fans at least April. March, April, somewhere around there. We don't know. And even if there's fans, we also don't know how much there's going to be. So it'll definitely be very, very interesting. To say I definitely least. think the, the like toughest divisions out of what's uh, proposed right now is the uh, uh, Bruins, Sabres, Devils, Islanders, Rangers, used Flyers, to, absolutely. 100%. Capitals. I mean, but like besides the Devils and the Sabres, that's that's going to be insane. It's going to be nuts. And like, if save, are they picking like the top four teams out of each division? Top three? Like, how are they doing seating? Because literally, that yeah. entire division could go We're to the gonna, playoffs. That's I'm going to be very interested to see how uh, the playoffs uh, work out when it comes to this. Because you know, obviously, if it stays like this, right? Because I mean, you're going to have teams that are very willing, not willing, but should be in the playoffs that aren't. Um, that are in the East and, you know, you're going to have teams in the Pacific, I guess you could call it in the West, all in the West. Uh, you're going to have teams that should be at the playoffs, but are, and then, you know, like, it's just, it's maybe there might be a play in like the NBA bubble. Who knows? I think it's going to be interesting to see. Like my thing is Bart, you said like, if it stays like this, they can't change it. Like once the season starts, that's how it's going to go. Um, right, right. But the they have until January 15th. It's, it's, they probably well, the have a starts month. on the 13th. So, the 13th <laughs> yeah uh, i mean right. <laughs> they they have pretty much like three weeks to, just to kind of iron out the details and all that kind of good stuff yeah yeah i just i don't know man i i what i think is going to happen there's going to be a mid-season change where you'll see canadian teams eventually traveling down here um i don't know about u.s teams going up there because again if these Canadian teams play each other the whole season, there is going to be heads cut off. There's going to be missing limbs. Like body parts are going to be flying all over the ice. These Canadian, like, you know, I mean, Edmonton and Calgary hate each other. And then now here they're going to, they're going to have to play each other seven times. Like, I, I, I don't know. It. I love it. <laughs> that's, that's not going to be a good one. Um, but speaking of the vaccine um, and who doesn't want to purchase it, Roger Goodell, uh, he apparently, before the playoffs, doesn't want to do a private purchase of it before the Super Bowl. I I think it's a it's a bad move, but you know they can do them. They've handled it horribly. Every NH every NFL team has. So that's just my opinion. I don't know what you guys think about that. Yeah, but it's been bad. <laughs> There's no way around that whatsoever. Um, Roger Goodell is an interesting individual. He's an yeah, interesting guy. I mean the. <laughs> The thing about vaccines is that, like, you're you're getting a live virus injected into you. You're not actually. Heck, heck yeah, you not are. Not in this one. Not in this one. Uh, no, because they're they're using mRNA. Then the COVID COVID is mRNA. Co- yeah, mRNA is a technology, and it's the first ever kind of vaccine. It's a special type, so you're not actually getting COVID in you. You're getting a technology that prevents you from getting COVID. Well, mRNA is. But then, not why are you getting two doses? Like naturally in your body. Well, no, I understand, but the actual vaccine doesn't contain any any COVID at all. So that's what I'm saying. It's a first of its kind. All right. Well, 
the Pfizer I mean, one requires still... two doses. Uh, Moderna does not. So, um, you know, each each vaccine is different. Y'all got to do your research, man. I mean, I'm probably, too busy doing my research. But... You tell us stuff in the group chat. I believe you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you for being. Thank you. Thank you I for... mean, if you say something completely asinine, yeah, I'm not going to believe you. But I mean, I mean. You've been accurate with the COVID stuff so far, so I haven't doubted. But but also it's 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 mid December, like the season's almost over. Like I get it, but at the same time, like I don't know. He's probably just like you know what? Let's just push through it. They'll 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 get their their vaccines before the next season or something. But so going into the NFL, what do you guys think? I mean, my first thing that I wanted to talk about, um, Jalen Hurts. I love him. He's going to be, I saw, I, again, cautious, cautiously optimistic. I like using that word now that I've, that I've discovered it, that <laughs> phrase, but Jalen Hurts has some Russell Wilson in him. He has to have a better arm in order to be a Russell Wilson comparison, but there's, there's flashes of it. And I see it. Yes, Kevin, mm. your hand is Hi. up. We, yes. we go to you in the newsroom. Yes. Kevin, uh, so I would just like to say that when we, <laughs> Me and you did our special show, um, just the two of us that, to kick off the season. Just I, the two of us. I did say that Jalen Hurts <laughs> would be the starter for the Eagles before the end of the year. And now he freaking is, and he upsets the Saints. Like, let's go. I'm so happy for Jalen Hurts. He was underrated in college. People just said, because he was at Oklahoma, that's why he was in the Heisman conversation, that he wasn't talented. This man's talented. He's good. And I do like the Russell Wilson comparison. I mean, it, it's his first year. He's not going to have that same arm or the same intelligence. Like Russell Wilson's one of the most intelligent players in the NFL. He's not going to have that yet. He's probably but, the smartest person in the NFL. Like uh, that'd be Tom Brady. But oh my god, Tom Brady is the I most mean, yeah um, by far. But Russell Wilson's up there, and I don't know if Jalen Hurts will ever get to that point. But physically, like the physical gifts he possesses, yes, he's going to be right up there. With Russell Wilson. Um, and he you can just see like the way the Eagles respond to him being the quarterback. They got energy. They want to play I mean, football again. It was just one game, so I'm going to pump the brakes well, on that. One especially on the uh, especially on the Russell Wilson comparison. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's, that's why I said right. cautiously optimistic. Kevin already sees him in there. I was like, I see flashes. I'm, I see flashes. I'm just straight up optimistic. I'm not cautiously. I'm full send all the way into it. Like, let's go. Yeah, she's no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pump the brakes on that. Um, <laughs> Jalen Hurts is gonna hurt some teams' dreams. Man, it's not Eagles fans. Because I, I mean, I, I did want the Bears to draft Jalen Hurts. I, I, I liked him, him, but I was told that he doesn't really have like the vision to be a quarterback in the NFL. So, if that's the case, this might not last too long. And I mean. I I see him more as a Lamar Jackson type. Mm, Lamar Jackson's uh... a <laughs> okay. How Lamar do I describe Jackson's this? I don't want to. I don't want to give him right. I don't want to give Lamar Jackson too much credit when I say this. He is one of a kind, meaning not a special one of a kind, but he is one of his kind. Okay. Well, he won an MVP. He did absolutely, and by doing his own thing, and now but he's being thing, exposed because he doesn't have that much of an arm, but he has legs. And it's not his fault that Hollywood Brown doesn't know how to catch a football every single game either, at least twice <laughs> or three times. <laughs> but he's I was smacked around currently against the. Browns. Yeah, I mean, listen, I Jalen Hurts, I I like here the, the Eagles have a lot more problems than you know 
I guess announcing their starter the next week. Uh, what are they going to do with Carson Wentz? What uh, you you can't just give him the Jets. Yeah, but the problem is that the Jets are <laughs> not going to want to pay him a hundred million dollars of what's left of that contract. I think we talked about this last week, and there's two teams in the league that would do it. It's the Jets and the Cowboys. That's it. And I guarantee you the Jets are stupid enough to do it. So, because they don't want to fire Adam Gaze, because why would they do that? That'd be way too logical. So they're trade all of the re- remaining draft picks that they don't have for Carson Wentz. That's no, let's just fire our defensive coordinator. Lo- <laughs> Logically, is definitely not the problem. Logically, you really can't you can't move Carson Wentz. So even even to the Cowboys, I mean, unless they really don't want Dak Prescott, which I I highly doubt, especially with how this uh, their season's been going. Um, I don't know. I I don't I don't see Carson Wentz being moved. They'd have to probably waive him, but that would be Ooh, such actually, a. Actually, Jacksonville has a ton of cap space. They could do it. Yeah. <laughs> they need a quarterback. Yeah, they do, but I think they're going to be high up there, so they're going to snag a quarterback. I think they're going to either – I mean, if Trevor Lawrence, for whatever godforsaken reason, isn't taking number one, then they'll either take him or Justin Fields. So, and again, right. I'm, not, I'm not a but, fan of Fields, So, But let's, let's say the Jets or Jacksonville is like, you know what, sure, we'll take Carson Wentz off your hands. You're going to be giving up more than than uh, the Eagles are going to be giving up more than they're going to be receiving. That's hundred percent. Literally, like, they, the the Eagles will have to give up uh, another player. Jacksonville um, will be like, "We'll give you Mike Glennon." No, you, you know Ryan Pace will take that in a heartbeat. No, Jacksonville he has over some, again. He would do it. I know Jacksonville has some defensive <laughs> players that want out. Philly's defense is actually decent. Um, I mean, they need wide receivers more than anything, if we're being honest here, but they should use some help on defense. And Jackson has defensive players that want out. So you give up Carson Wentz for a defensive player and draft pick and call it a day. You save a hundred something million dollars. It's worth it. 100% worth it. What so are you are making you it worth it out the rest of the year? Yeah, it's worth it for Jackson. Yeah, an actually good quarterback. I mean, so now he's actually a good quarterback. He, he really, Kevin. He's actually a quarterback. <laughs> to okay, if we're if we're comparing to Gardner Minshew, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, like other, we players don't know. Okay, we don't know time, what Josh Rosen is yet. We don't uh, know. He's a practice squad player for Tampa Bay. I understand that, <laughs> but we don't know. Like he was given a shitty opportunity in Arizona. We just don't know what he yeah. is. Which yes, yes. remember he was drafted in the first round. Yeah, he was like the. Fifth overall pick or fourth overall pick? Tenth, Made no sense. Yeah, whatever. Like ten. Still a pretty high pick. But, I mean, I just three years ago, Carson Wentz would have been MVP if he didn't tear his ACL against the Rams. Um, two years ago, he was still good. His line has gotten – his line has been decimated with injuries the last two years. As Bears fans, you should understand how that feels. Um, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I'm not going to put it all on Carson Wentz because he's getting chased around like a madman. Like, Freddy Krueger is chasing him So, around. why give up on him then? Because Jalen Hurts actually looks good and the team wants to play for him. It's no different than when Nick Foles came in and the Eagles were winning with him. And they're like, all right, Carson, you're going to sit on the bench right now. So, same logic applies here. And Jalen Hurts is durable. Oh, it's, yeah. It's different now because of uh, how much money they gave Carson Wentz, though. It's just well, yeah, a, if you can't perform contract. for a hundred something million dollars, 
your leash gets a lot shorter. It's called the Sam Bradford effect. Um, if you get paid a ton I of money, your leash gets a lot longer when you have a, a big contract. It's the opposite. When it's fully guaranteed, like uh, somebody in Minnesota. Um, <laughs> but I, I think like the contract's that? tradable. <laughs> I think I think it's I mean we'll see what they decide to do but I think uh, Carson Wentz is good tough. enough that he's able to be traded and get something back to where it doesn't kill them for the rest of I the mean day. hopefully that can happen because Carson Wentz deserves a fresh start somewhere else that's just And Carson Wentz isn't even old yet he's what 26 27 I don't know so Whatever. Like, yeah around there He's old in football age already because of his injuries. So that's true. That's sad. <laughs> oh, by <laughs> the way, let, this will be half. quick. I promise, Kevin. I promise you. Well, let me get my weekly Bears rant out of the way. Um, this will be like less than maybe ten minutes, maybe five even. Bart, listen. Uh, I'm a. I, I'm gonna I, go refill I know, my drink. Yeah, you can go. Ahead. Well, no, no, no. But hold on, hold on. I want you to hear this too. Um, here's the thing. For everyone that can say that's saying that you know they can run the table. Uh, they won yesterday. They can win three more in a row. It's very possible. I'm not denying that. They'll be nine and seven. Why do fans want that? Number one, you people are stupid. Number two, number three, they're all comparing them to the Giants that went nine and seven and went to Super Bowl. Here's the main problem. The if y'all win a Super Bowl, I'll get a tattoo. Well, on your ass. Uh, <laughs> I'll get on my face. I don't care. It's not happening. <laughs> That's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. Everyone wants to compare them. Oh, nine and seven Giants, nine and seven Giants against the, the Patriots, whatever. Shut up. The Giants had an offensive line, a great offensive line. The Giants had a two-man running game. Ahmad Bradshaw, Brandon Jacobs was on that team. They had a two-headed running back team. But Eli Manning, whatever. But the receivers are great. I mean, you had Mario Manningham. You had Victor Cruz having you know career. Their defense is good. They had a very comparable defense to Chicago, sure. But this is not even one of the same. Why do you guys even want this? Just let it go. Like, if we do go 9-7... Everyone's jobs get retained. No one gets fired. You people wanted this. I'm going to blame all of you. You stupid. 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 <laughs> well, to respond to you is I am 100% against tanking. Um, so, because I, I, I don't see a point in tanking. Because how many teams has tanking ever worked for? Like, Exactly. You know, the Dolphins have to had to do it for five years. So, and I'm not saying that like going eight and eight is is exciting, and being in the middle of the draft is, is Cowboys fans do it every year. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, according to their fans, they they date them boys every single year. They go, they go into the ship. Hey, that that uh sounds like Bears fans. So maybe y'all should go eight and eight. Uh, mm, no, you know, you see, no, not me. <laughs> Matt, you've been saying all year, y'all, them boys, and you're in the Super Bowl, and then y'all went on a sitting losing streak. I mean, I don't recall. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what was your tone after uh, y'all beat Tampa Bay? Oh, dude. You know, I, I made, yeah, I made even you upset. And I was just, listen, like, that was a very grand moment. I thought Nick Foles was the guy. We're going to another Super Bowl. Uh, you know, he's he's gonna be there, and then you know how the mighty have fallen. So, so yeah, you, you, you thought you were. We figured boys. out Matt Nagy was a problem essentially, and <laughs> which and Bart, I, I don't know. Not Bears fan new for three years, so yeah. But Bart, I don't know about you. I don't know about you. I'm not saying that we should give him a hundred fifty million dollar contract for the next five years. I don't want another Jay Cutler Jay contract. I think that we should go the route of if we get a GM in here that can convince him, keep Trubisky, fire Nagy. 
because I think with a different coaching staff, Trubisky can actually be okay. Yeah, no, I I like Trubisky. I just don't think he's good enough to like take the Bears to the playoffs or anything. But um, he won the Patriots the Super Bowl next year, though. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if the if the Bears decide to win out, obviously decide. the right move. The, the the right move is is for them to uh, to fire Pace and Nagy, but if they if they win out, it makes it a tougher decision, of course. Which yeah, I don't think it should, but it, the, it does because of George McCaskey, and he's gonna be like, oh, you know, let's run it back next year. Let's see how it goes. Exactly. I'm trying to take a look at yeah. I mean, because the Vikings are six and seven. We are six and seven. We're six and seven. Um, is there any for the Vikings five. being six and seven? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers helped you all out. And the Cardinals are seven and six. So I, I don't mean, see the Cardinals winning any more games either. That's just me. Who they play the rest of the year? Uh, hold on. I literally had this up. And then, the Seahawks, the Rams. Uh, Eagles, Niners, Rams. They should beat the Eagles. They should beat the Niners. Well, I guess now well, with Jalen Hurts being the future MVP, um, yeah. yeah, the future goat, I guess you know okay, maybe it's a tougher game. But <laughs> or actually, the Eagles should trade Jalen Hurts to the Patriots for Cam Newton and a first round pick. Yeah, so the Cardinals, I mean, they should win two out of three games. So they'll probably take that last spot. Yeah, the Bears essentially have to win out um, and go from there. So and hope we have to beat the teams Packers teams. somehow. That's that's yeah. Uh, it's 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 a tough ask. I mean, the it, Packers might be mailing it in. You know, they might have the first first seed already. Aaron Rodgers would be like, "Why do I have to face Khalil Mack for what?" You know, Jordan Love Jordan Love season. So, but yeah, yeah, they are ten and three. They're pretty um, much. Also, let me shit on you, Kevin, really fast. Uh, the Pats are not winning the division. They suck. Yep. Yep. They, uh, <laughs> they ruined we that talked, We talked about this last week. I was like, I was even like hopeful. Well, they suck. <laughs> I said they just had to win three of the four. And they had to beat the Dolphins and the Bills. And the Dolphins and Bills just still have to lose one more game that's not against the Patriots. Which so the Dolphins possible. played really well against the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes played I mean, really yeah, bad. Yeah, Patrick. Uh, any <laughs> other quarterback that throws that throws three interceptions usually loses. Um, yeah, but to Jay Cutler, we know. Uh, but <laughs> we know very well. Uh, he he was a four or five interception kind of guy, actually. I mean but, that that also just shows how great the Chiefs are all around. That. Um, like even if 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 uh, Mahomes, oh, what just happened? You said oh, um, what just happened. Sorry, my my screen disappeared. Um, I still see your so, beautiful face. But oh, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> anyways, even when Patrick Mahomes doesn't have his his best game, the rest of the team is. I mean, it's just it's they're just so good. I'm gonna make a bull take, boys. Bull take. Second best team in the AFC right now. The Buffalo Bills. That's not bold. Is it? Uh, yeah. Yes, it is. They're, they're ten AFC? and three. In the AFC. Hey, in the AFC, they're not yeah, the who, best team. Yes. Who? Well, who you're gonna? Are you gonna who? see the Steelers? Are you? Because they're frauds. Actually, the Steelers are. I'm frauds. not gonna say they're frauds, but they're they're not as good as their record shows. 
I mean, obviously the Chiefs are number one. But uh-huh. then Who's number two? Steelers have the best the Dolphins? defense in the AFC. <laughs> well, they do. <laughs> two but... time. Uh, the Titans? The Colts? They do, but then, you know, they barely win all these games, the and then they win these la- then they lose these last two. Um, very ugly. So, I don't know, man. I And then watching Big Ben these last two games, Ben Roethlisberger, I, ugh, ugh. I thought he was going to, I thought he was going to be an MVP. I, I am totally wrong. <laughs> I, I never had that belief. <laughs> yeah, um, no, the Bills, the Bills actually, are, are a serious team. Actually, the Browns are the second best team in the AFC. Shut up. They're losing the Ravens right now, 34 to 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nate Chubb's ruined my fantasy season, so he can suck a nut. Like the Browns can suck a nut. So, okay, well, so they're not the second best team in the AFC. Yeah, you yeah. So I think I think we can all agree. <laughs> Chiefs are number one. Two are the Bills. The I could put the Steelers at three. That's fine. The Steelers are good at three with me. Totally okay with the Patriots that. are number one. I, um, although I kind of, I kind of like the Titans better, honestly. The Titans are in the. Uh, okay. uh, I thought they were. You NFC know what? I'm one. gonna go with Bart here. Derrick Henry is the second best team in the AFC. Well, I'm saying they're the third best team. Oh, oh, Derrick Henry is the second best team by himself. By himself. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes no is the first best team. Patrick Mahomes yep. is the first. Derrick Henry is the second, and then third is the Steelers defense. That was better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is accurate. We can, we can just say that. <laughs> James Conner is going away. I just, I don't like this. I don't like this at all whatsoever. I thought, I'm like, the Steelers are like my third favorite team. Um, second really? are Yeah, the second are, are, are the Giants. Um, yeah. Because of Eli Manning, so. <laughs> all right. How shocked are you guys of how well the Rams are playing right now, though? Very. Uh, I, I don't. I, I, very, I'm perplexed. Here's the thing, though. Uh, here's the thing. Sean McVay's a genius. He is using his running backs uh, very well. And all of them. Not, he, all of them. He is not putting it all. He should be. He should get all the pressure, but he's not putting all the pressure on Jason uh, Jason Goff, Jared Goff's shoulders. Uh, Goff it, is not good. He does not deserve that money, but he, you know, in the situation that McVay's, McVay puts him in, He's good then and there because he, they utilize the run game very well. Defense is super good. Aaron Donald, it's, oh, my God. He is he is such a game wrecker. I mean, you can't even – double teaming doesn't even help anything. Like, he is so good. And he makes such an impact anywhere. And Yeah, uh, and Leonard know. Floyd has, like, eight sacks right now. So Yeah, and then Rob, Robert Quinn is getting run over like a ragdoll. <laughs> I don't know if you saw Take that. Take that, Ryan Pace. Yeah, stupid bitch. But they they have some serious wins here. I mean, they obviously they they beat the they beat Pete beat the glorious Patriots. Uh, they beat the Cardinals, and and uh, I mean, I'd call that a shootout. That was that was a really good win. They and should have beaten the beat, Niners, but the Niners just have their number this season. So. Uh, that was that was random. I I don't know what happened there. It's but, very random, and I don't and the and they Niners. Beat Tampa. I don't know if you guys know the Niners is going. I stay in that division. Um, it, they're they have twenty something free agents next year. Uh, a lot, some of them being Richard Sherman, Trent Williams. They're gonna they they have some decisions to make. Yeah, they're gonna have to dish out some money. Um, but they'll be fine though. I mean, they they lost so many players this year to injury. Is Ayuk on the Niners? He is right. Who? Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, he's such a good receiver too. Um, so whoever he has Nick Mullins throwing to him. So. Nick Mullins, I don't know if you guys remember who Kevin Cobb was or Matt Flynn. Uh, yeah. he's gonna get that type of money, and I don't know where he's gonna get that type of money to start, but he's gonna be a starter somewhere next year, for uh, sure. No. no. Yeah, man, I, I'm telling you, someone's gonna pay him. Someone's Maybe gonna be pay a him. backup. He's not gonna be a starter. Well, teams played teams paid Kevin Cobb, and the Seahawks paid Matt Flynn. Um, but you know, Russell Wilson beat him out. So Matt Flynn was supposed to be the starter. Russell yeah, before the season started. Yeah. So, I mean, but Matt Flynn was making like 10 million a year and he was the most expensive backup back then. So anything is likely to happen. I think he's going to get some, uh, some of that money. Matt Flynn also played well in the playoffs though. He did, but I mean, I don't think he warranted the contract that he got from Seattle. No, definitely not. But still (laughs) Nick Mullins, he's not going to the playoffs. Well, no, he's not because he doesn't have a solid team around him. So, or he should, but everyone's injured, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> That's also true. Absolutely. All right, guys, I'm moving on from the NFL now. Uh, now is a wonderful time to welcome our special guests from Backseat Banter to talk about the NBA season. <laughs> Today, we are joined by a couple of very special guests, Jonathan and Sam from a fellow sports podcast, Backseat Banter. These guys love sports and know what's good. Listen to them everywhere you listen to your podcasts. They are BBPodOfficial on Twitter, Banter on Instagram. Let's welcome Backseat Banter to the show. Guys, welcome to Inside the Minds. What's going on? How are you guys? Doing great. Thank you for nice having us. Yeah. Of course. Awesome. So I thought, thought we'd have you guys on for a little basketball, a little NBA talk. Um, I guess, uh, so first question that I have, you guys are Heat fans, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So repeat or what? Repeat of the going back going back to the finals? You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take this one to start off. I I, uh-huh. I hope so. I mean, every year, if you're, if you're rooting for a team, you obviously want to see them succeed. And Miami honestly had a, a, a miracle run last year. They were the Cinderella story in every uh, major playoff uh, games that they played. And really were the underdogs throughout the season, but that really shaped their identity moving on to the, the playoffs and eventually the finals to win two games against a LeBron led team. Isn't a small feat. Uh, it takes, it takes a team to do that. And they said, although the Lakers did reload and revamp with Montrez Harold, Dennis Schroeder, all these guys coming onto their team under, underrated signing Marcus soul. Um, the Lakers got better and Miami stayed the same. So the goal is to get to the finals. They're going to do that. Hopefully if, if I'm, I'm, I'm eyeing this trade that they're, they're talking about with James Harden. I don't know if you guys have been <laughs> Ooh, yeah, there you go. before, before we jump into that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm sure that that'll take up a lot of time. I, we, we keep trying to stay away from it because we talked about James Harden like 10 times on our show and it just keeps coming back. Uh, but yeah, like Jonathan said, the Lakers said reload and the heat said run it back. Um, so obviously we're hoping that Bam takes the next step and Tyler Hero continues to develop, although he's quickly becoming everyone's either favorite or hated, like most hated player. Uh, yeah, he's he's already in score. rap songs, so he's good. He's all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in, in that front, but the East got a lot tougher. Um, Brooklyn has come to play. KD looks healthy, which is scary for the rest of the league. Um, the Bucks only improved. I guess the only team that really took a big step back was the Raptors. 
um, losing all of their key vets. But then the Celtics, I guess they lost Gordon Hayward, but he wasn't really that helpful in the playoffs. So it really is just a case of the Heat stayed the same and just hope to got uh, to get better from um, the inside. And that's why uh, Jonathan was bringing up the James Harden rumors because, well, if there's anything you know about Pat Riley, he chases whales and he tries to get them as soon as possible. So if there was ever going to be something that really makes the Heat the favorites rather than another underdog Cinderella story, it would be some kind of trade for a top five player in the NBA. Yeah. I definitely hear what you guys are saying. I mean, I think Tyler Hero, like we saw what he was doing in the Eastern Conference Finals. He's taking that next step next year. So, I mean, yeah, you didn't necessarily get better. But like you said, you're getting better from the inside. And typically we see teams that are great for a long time. That's what they do. Hmm. Uh, We look look across sports. The Patriots do that. So, um, in theory, it looks bright for the Heat. And I think they can run it back. Definitely. I think instead of James Harden, though, I want your guys' take on this. They should actually trade. Uh, Chase Bradley Beal because um, I don't think once James Harden gets into Miami I think Jimmy Butler's <laughs> not going to like the attitude um, like he didn't like Carl Anthony Towns he didn't like Andrew Wiggins he's going to eat James Harden alive Bradley Beal though he's from St. Louis he knows how to handle himself um, he'll, be, he'll be good to go I think so, so Kevin's oh. from also from St. Louis just, yeah, so you, from the loop. just, just um, letting you guys know <laughs> okay. um, so I think Bradley Beal would be better than James Harden what do you guys think well, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll start this one and I'll throw it back to you, Jonathan. Um, so the reason why – I don't know about the Jimmy question because when Bleacher Report first posted this on their Instagram, Jimmy Butler was like the first one to like that post, the, Jim, the James Harden to Miami rumor. Um, and then oh. he was asked about it by uh, Rachel Nichols on ESPN. He was like, it's because I liked his haircut and his beard in that photo. So <laughs> I, it, it's obviously just a, a cover-up so he didn't get any tampering charges obviously thrown on him. But uh, Jimmy Butler seems very into the idea, at least in, in his public presence. Um, he, he's made it known that he's okay with that but Bradley Beal I do agree he fits more into the culture that the Heat have he's more willing to play defense but the Wizards don't seem as willing to move him as the Rockets seem willing to move James Harden so it's it really just comes down to which top I don't know five shooting guard in the NBA can you get your hands on what would it take though to move James Harden I mean that's that's a what huge, would you guys have to give up right? Right? yeah right yeah. I don't know I mean, we're looking at if, if Tyler Hero needs to be involved in a trade for Miami, that's great and all, but he's still on his rookie contract. He doesn't make um, enough money. James Harden makes $41.2 million, I believe. So you need mm-hmm. to match that uh, with assets that they would want. So it's, it's kind of difficult to line that up. They, they would include young players like uh, Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero, maybe throw in Kelly Olynyk and Andre Iguodala to meet the cap. But... Miami probably has one of the best packages that they can offer to Houston. Um, I know Boston has a lot of assets that they can move as well. Um, There's a bunch of teams out there that can really make a splash. I know Milwaukee's out there as well as one of Harden's destinations. But going back to the Bradley Beal um, rumors, I've been kind of a fan of them. Um, Ever since they they first came out during the the postseason or even – mid-bubble when mm-hmm. all of this stuff was coming out that he was going on and, and trying to get out of there. But I don't really know what the future is for this Washington team. I mean, they trade John Wall for Russell Westbrook. I think they, they won that. Um, oh, definitely. But, but now I'm looking at that team. Can they contend in the East? 
with a with a duo in Russell Westbrook and James, um, not James Harden, apologies, Bradley Beal. I I think they they have a shot at, at making a real splash in the East. I know they can push some of these teams. I I feel like this this might be a little bit of a, a hot take, but this might be um, Russell Westbrook's best teammate when he's the leader of the team. So not not Kevin Durant, not James Harden. This is like Victor Oladipo, Paul George, those those kind of guys when Russell Westbrook is leading that team. So I feel like this can be another MVP-esque season for Westbrook, and I don't think Washington's ready to move on from Beal that soon. Well, not only that, they gave up a first-round pick for mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook, so you, you can't just keep stripping down the team and uh, giving away these, these draft picks as well, too. So that moving – Beal really doesn't make too much sense. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. And that's why I think they're trying to run it with Bradley Beal and um, Russell Westbrook together as a unit before they, they'd be willing to move on Beal. I know they were trying their hardest to get Wall and Beal to play with one another, but there was some locker room tension. I know uh, John Wall was not too thrilled about the possibility that Bradley Beal would be the number one on that team. So that's why they had to move on from John Wall, but they seem a lot more intent on keeping Bradley Beal. And Bradley Beal seems a lot happier in Washington than, than James Harden seems in Houston. Uh, if there was some kind of trade, we know um, the Sixers and the Nets were the top two teams on his list, but both teams uh, were kind of hesitant to include any of their young stars in any kind of trade. So that really leaves, I think, what the Bucks and the Heat as only two other teams on James Harden's short list of where he would want to go that could trade. And the Bucks can make an interesting package as well, but I don't know how the money works out there. Got to look a little bit more into the Bucks deal, but it, it really seems like the Heat have the best young asset that they can uh, trade to Houston. Now, if they pull that trigger or not, is causing a lot of uproar uh, with Miami fans. Yeah, it's basically right now we we just put a video out on YouTube, mm-hmm. um, the Miami Civil War we're calling it between <laughs> fans saying that we should give up an arm and a leg for Harden, or fans saying that Tyler Hero is the main name coming up is untouchable. And he's like the next Michael Jordan is, is <laughs> what Miami fans like to, to frame him as. But I'm, I'm one of those guys that's on board with the trade. You know, the Lakers revamped, so we need to do it as well. If we want to even win two more games, they're, they're better than they were last year. What do you guys think about Philly? Um, they're always like a dark horse. Mm-hmm. Everybody's, you know, Stephen A is always like dogging on them. Or ESPN essentially is always dogging on for just the bar is so high, but the expectations are so high, I should say. But yet they still end up, you know, wet in the bed. Like, what do you guys think of them? Because I'll take this one. Yeah, (laughs) I'll take this one. I'll take this one. So on our podcast, I I said once and infamously, um, I got some hate for it. But I said Joel Embiid is going to be the runner up in MVP votes behind Steph Curry. When was this? This was, say this was probably a week ago. It was about a week ago. We had an, oh, man. Uh, an episode called NBA Hot Takes where we just try to throw like the craziest things we could think of and justify them. I think it'll hit, though, because, I mean, they get the new coach. We see Joel Embiid is going to play more face-up. He's not going to be back to basket always. He's going to be able to get that ball in his hands and facilitate an offense. His numbers are going to skyrocket. I, I know... They got um, Seth Curry, which is going to help with the shooting woes on that team. And, and maybe Ben Simmons can actually play 
the power forward where I feel like he'll thrive in because as as you said earlier, he cannot shoot. But they they did improve in the aspects that they needed to. I believe they also got Danny Green. I mean, we're let's not talk about Danny Green shooting right now, but he, he is he has shown in the past that he was consistent. So hopefully they can get some sort of version of him. But I feel like this Philly team is gonna do really well this season. I like them a lot as like dark horse contenders in the East. Um, would I pick them over Milwaukee, over Miami, over maybe even Indiana? No. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I feel like the 76ers have been regressing the last three years. Because um, what was it? LeBron's last year in Cleveland, they were favored to go to the finals and then wet the bed there. Um, sticking in the East, though, um, my favorite deal that happened this offseason was actually probably the worst deal for any Eastern Conference team. Tristan Thompson going to the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Um, did the Celtics make a terrible choice there? <laughs> is Tristan Thompson really that overrated like I believe he is? Well, the market for center was a little difficult to assess this offseason. I know players like DeMarcus Cousins were waiting on teams. They could have probably went on and signed him. But the biggest role that the Celtics were missing last year during their playoff runs and and really the kryptonite that Miami exploited them with when they did eventually lose was that they didn't have a reliable big man to go and get rebounds, to go and set screens and and really help Kemba Walker facilitate that offense. We saw Tice last season play play decent, but he would struggle with fouls every game and, and would normally get sit down in the fourth quarter and then they would just put their small ball lineup in and, and just go out and, and win the game. But that didn't really work in the postseason. I like the Tristan Thompson signing. I know it's not the best name. You know, it's, it's Tristan Thompson. It's not Andre Drummond who his name is getting um, depleted over the years, but he's still yeah. Andre Drummond. But well, I was going to say, cause in the East, it really seems like there's, a very heavy emphasis on big men. I think the East might have uh, a much stronger front court than the West right now. If we're looking across the entire conference, we have Giannis, who's basically a big, right, with Brooke Lopez. That's one of the craziest front courts that, that we have. We have Bam Adebayo, who's probably, like, the second best passing big man in the NBA, right, right behind Jokic. Um, then we, we, we go to Brooklyn, who has Jared Allen and DeAndre Jordan. We have Drummond, who Jonathan just mentioned, um, playing up there in Cleveland. Blake Griffin might be coming back from that injury and could be healthy and you know wreck havoc uh, in Detroit. So every team that wants to compete in the East has to go through. Oh, and I, I even forgot Miles Turner in Indiana. Like, there's a lot of big men in the Eastern Conference that any team has to go through. So when your biggest weakness is center you kind of have to bite the bullet and try to go for a guy like Tristan Thompson who he he's a pretty good rebounder and he's a good interior defender and that's all he's going to provide for you but that might be what you need to contend in that eastern conference because we know what they can do in terms of putting the ball in the basket they got Jason Tatum and Kemba to run in that show Jalen Brown in stretches he can light you up but they, they needed that guy in the paint and Tice was not cutting it for them so going to the West, um, mm-hmm. do you before you get to the Lakers, because you know Kevin's all excited and giddy when I say the word Lakers. Uh, he uh, obviously the, the LeBron guy here, but do, do you guys think that Golden State's going to be okay without Clay? I think Golden State's going to be more than okay. Um, they made some nice moves, uh, getting James Wiseman, getting Kelly Oubre. They they have a team around them that can still show out, and I'm just. 
I don't know if it's just me, but I'm just excited to see Steph Curry <laughs> finally back. I mean, I, I yeah, missed him. same, same. Honestly, yeah. I, I missed him so much. <laughs> as an NBA fan, like when the Warriors are playing, you have to tune in because Steph's just going to do something crazy, and it's just going to bring that ex- excitement to the game. Um, I know this season we we might not be playing with much fans in the arenas, but Steph Curry is just going to bring that electricity through the the television. So hopefully, um, I, I feel like the Warriors are still like a threat in the West. I don't know. Like you're not just going to, if you play them in the playoffs, you're not just going to overlook Stephen Curry and, and a bunch of guys like Draymond Green is also a really good role player for Mm -hmm. that team. So they still have some kind of culture. I know Steve Kerr is a really good coach too. So I, I wouldn't rule them out in any way, shape or form in competing in the West. Yeah, so this really might be another Steph Curry MVP type season because he has to if they want to compete. And it, man, have you seen him shooting? He's no longer shooting from the tunnel now. Now he's shooting from the stands because right, there's yeah, no fans the pregame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he he's, he just goes up to to the uh, stands and just shoots from there, and it, he makes it look easy. So um, let's see if he has any new ideas up his arsenal. Maybe he'll start pulling up from half court, and that that'll just ruin NBA defenses if you have to guard him all the way out there uh, i don't know if he's going to do that or not if steve kerr will stomach that or not but <laughs> they got a young team right we saw eric pascal kind of develop last year and he was one of the surprise rookie of the year candidates nobody expected the second rounder to be able to do that um and james wiseman i got big hopes for james wiseman i think he could be the piece that they were always missing they never had a good big man so um Really, they, they could put that roster together. Clay's a big hit. But if Kelly Oubre can develop, we know the Golden State development team is one of the best in the NBA. So I think they'll be just fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm not – I used to love the Warriors. Um, back when it was Monte Ellis and Steph Curry, I thought they were fun to watch. But then the mm-hmm. Warriors became the super team, and Steph Curry was so cocky and obnoxious. <laughs> Super team without LeBron, so it doesn't yeah, yeah, doesn't so it's count. Stupid. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. dumb. why would you want a super team without LeBron? Um, <laughs> well, you know, uh, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they are fun to watch, unfortunately. But I don't know. I feel like Clay is the glue that holds that team together. Honestly, mm-hmm. like he's when he's healthy, he's a top three defender in the NBA. Like I firmly believe that, and he can go score seventy at will if he wants. So, I mean, it'll be interesting. I definitely think they'll still compete, though. They'll be back in the playoffs without a problem. Um, it'll be interesting I don't to see know. how Wiseman does. I don't know without a problem because the West keeps getting deeper and deeper, and we see teams like Utah having a nice playoff run. We see uh, the Nuggets also really, really showing out against the Clippers and, and playing a nice series with the Lakers. And then the the – bottom of the west is getting better and better too so i know this this year i think there's going to be like the 10th seed can play in to the playoffs and it's going to be a 72 game season so it's going to open the door for a lot of lower seeds to also push those seven and eighth seeds so i'm, I'm really excited to just see those those play-in tournaments first of all and then how they're going to affect the landscape because last year we got an eighth seed in portland who people were picking to upset the Lakers in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, we are real people. well for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't like those takes um, from anybody. I knew the Lakers were going to win. Um, so I wasn't worried, but um, yeah, like you said, the West is getting deeper. I mean, Minnesota didn't make the playoffs last year. 
Memphis yeah. was right on the cusp of making it, which I don't. I wasn't expecting them to be that close already with Jaw. Um, the Suns were right there. I think Houston's going to take a step back. Um, I really do. So they'll open up a spot for the Warriors. But yeah, West is deep. Um, the only team you don't have to worry about is Sacramento out West. <laughs> um, so yeah, that'll be interesting, but, um, sticking with the West, of course, the Clippers, what do you guys think about that Paul George deal? Oh my God. Is he worth that much money? And does this ruin the Clippers future? Um, it's kind of like Gordon Hayward money. You, you expect them to get it, but then you're shocked when they do. Paul George is, is a really good player. I mean, other than last season, pandemic P, we all we all know the story. But I, I'm a big Paul George fan. I don't know. Uh, going back to the rivalry with Miami when he was in uh, Indiana, uh, those games, that atmosphere was just crazy. And Paul George was igniting the whole arena, getting getting Heat fans pissed. And ever since then, I, I like developed a respect for him. And I know he was going through some like mental toughness during the bubble, and it was it was difficult on him. So I'm not going to really point fingers and say it was Paul George's fault, whatever, blah, blah, I'm not too opposed to the deal. I know he was training with his trainer that when he finished the season top three in MVP votes in Oklahoma, he, he's kind of getting back on track to develop into what we know as Paul George, what we expect as fans as Paul George. And I'm, I'm not too upset with the contract because it's not – yeah, it's, it's a lot of money, but at the same time, mm-hmm. you, you decided to invest in this system. You, you decided to invest in Kawhi Leonard, and that came with Paul George. So if you're going to build, you're building with this in the future. And if you're going to move on, it's going to have to be from trading because they're locked in. Yeah, you don't give up that treasure chest of picks to not keep a guy like Paul George on your team. And you're right, the bubble was not for everyone. And that's honestly one of the reasons why, like we were talking, the Miami Heat had so much success is they were so strictly about basketball. Like Jimmy Butler didn't even want his family there because that was a distraction he didn't want to have. You know, there, there are some teams that were built for it, and the Clippers were not one of those teams. Um, even during the playoffs, I was saying this when they, they were beating on teams. I was just saying, like, listen, they play like they don't care. They play like they know they're going to win because they're so talented, but they're not playing basketball the right way. And I don't think they're going to make that mistake twice. They they're moved on for from Doc Rivers, or at least formerly known as Doc Rivers. He wants to be referred to as Glenn Rivers now. And oh, uh, okay, that's new. <laughs> yeah, uh, they didn't want to respect, uh, disrespect the the legend Doctor J, which is the only Doc that should be from Philly. That's that's mm-hmm. the the basis. Yeah, that's behind actually that. kind of respectable. I like it. Yeah. So formerly known as Doc Rivers, uh, now they're with uh, uh, Ty Lue, who he did coach LeBron to a championship. So I guess that's that that got to count for something. Uh, a lot of times LeBron's the one coaching the team, but we'll see what happens there. <laughs> um, Obviously, that's not the case in Miami because we're still sticking with Spo. But in a lot of other places, once LeBron leaves, the coach leaves too because you know you see that he wasn't that great after all. But he's good at managing personalities, and they got quite a few in that locker room. They got Serge Ibaka, which I think is a big pickup. I know they lost uh, Montrez Harrell, but I think Serge Ibaka might bring more to that team uh, as an individual. Like His skill set is more what they need uh, because they do have a lot of bench depth, bench scoring, so they don't really need that guy that, that can run around and be a spark plug. They, they need more of that veteran presence. And Serge Ibaka happened to win a championship with Kawhi Leonard, so that always helps. 
What do you guys think? So this is my favorite offseason acquisition. I know he's old. I know he's up there in age, mm-hmm. but I still think he will make the team better. What do you guys think about the Suns? I think Oof. I personally think Chris Paul is going to make yep. Devin Booker so much better. I think DeAndre Ayton is going to take the next step. I think it's going to be a dangerous team. I don't know if it's this year, but if they if they get another guy next year, I like they're they're going to contend. They're going to contend pretty quick. Maybe not even for up. this year. Maybe not even for this year, like you said. But Devin Booker is going to his ceiling just went up like three stories just by having a guy like that to play with, to learn from, to to be on his team and really coach him because he has not seen success yet. Devin Booker, that's the one knock on him. He had like the 70 point game. He's had all these crazy highlights. We know the talent that he has, but he has not seen a lot of success. And to an extent, neither has Chris Paul, but we can look at Chris Paul and say he's a winner, even though he hasn't won. Does that make sense? Like yeah, he, he knows sure. the game. He knows how basketball is supposed to be played. He's one of the greatest basketball minds just because of a couple injuries. You know, they were like one game away from the finals. If he didn't get hurt um, in Houston, they were a really solid team and he's had a lot of solid teams around him that just didn't pan out. But if he's working with Devin Booker, honestly, Devin Booker was working with the late great Kobe and we saw the big step that he took after that off season. Now he gets an entire season playing alongside uh, another NBA legend in Chris Paul, who's still capable of producing. We didn't think he was going to do what he did with Oklahoma and look where that took them. They were supposed to be a bottom of the the barrel team and they made the playoffs. So I think Chris Paul can do wonders. I really like that signing or at least that trade rather. Let me, let me just build on to this point. The Suns last year should have made the playoffs. They went undefeated in the bubble and looked really, really nice, but I'm looking prior to the bubble early on in the season, they were really dominating. And then DeAndre in gets a 25 game suspension and that team really got derailed and their chemistry was all off because they didn't have their star big man. I'm, I'm looking for this team to build that big three in a sense of Aiden, Paul and Booker the right way. They're going to do it in a sense that they know they have a chip on their shoulder. People are overlooking them in a sense because they're the, the miracle in the bubble. You know, they, they went undefeated and, and looked really, really nice out there. And people didn't expect that from them at all. So they're going to play with the sense of they belong here now, the sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see very, very quickly that this Phoenix team isn't a joke, that they're going to come out and they're going to pretty much contest every game that they're in. Uh, none of them are going to be major favorites. None of them are going to be um, games that they're decisively heavyweight favorites. They're going to be in games that they're not getting respect for. They're going to be the team that's overlooked, and they're just going to keep performing over and over and over again. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I actually think that I would not be surprised at all if the Suns were a top four seed in the West this year. Mm. I could see it. Um, it, Like you said, um, Sam, with him playing a whole season with Chris Paul, mm-hmm. uh, Devin Booker, like, man, I can't wait to see what goes on there. Um, like, Because we saw the leap that both Devin Booker and Jason Tatum took with one offseason with Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, that whole year. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be crazy to watch. Um, so, yeah, it's, Suns are going to be legit. Um, last team I think we have to talk about in the West here that's of relevance right now. 
the wonderful Lakers. <laughs> Gotta love them. Defending champions. Um, like you guys mentioned earlier, they retooled. Do you think they got better or they got worse? There's no doubt they got better. I mean, you got <laughs> you go from JaVale McGee to Marcus Soul. <laughs> you you go and White get a guy to Montrez Harrell. Yeah, I mean, first of all, the Montrez Harrell signing, don't even get me started. The, the, the main reason that's a, a plus for the Lakers is because he's not suiting up for the Clippers anymore. Yep. It just makes it that much easier for them to, to have a path to the finals going through a team where, I mean, Montrez Harrell, six-man of the year, one of the most energetic and uh, hustle. He won the Hustle Player of the Year Award, which is kind of a BS award, but um, – <laughs> He got it, so uh, he's he's good. And they're going to be a lot faster this year with Schroeder running running the helm at point guard. So there's no doubt they got better. It's going to be a lot harder for teams in the West to get past them. That's that's for sure. All I could think of was um, that Breaking Bad meme where Jesse's just yelling, he can't keep getting away with this about LeBron because it <laughs> seems like he's always getting better stars on his team. That I mean, getting Anthony Davis was big. I think that was handled kind of wrong. They could have kept that young core and had Davis if Davis didn't throw such a big fit to get out of uh, New Orleans the way that he got out of there. They could have had an even scarier team if they had Ingram and Ball. Uh, but I don't think they had any interest in developing those guys. So it was mutual for both sides. Um, but I, I think it, it's just, they, they keep getting stronger and yeah, you're right. Uh, one of the biggest things is they just got a guy away from one of their competitors, <laughs> having Montrez play on the other side of Staples arena. I know it's not a big move for him. He gets to stay at home and he, all he has to do is go one locker room over. But it's a big deal that they don't have to face him presumably seven times in the playoffs. So early, uh, I guess we'll start with the rookies. Um, who, who do you guys think is going to impress the like us the most this year? Like, it could be top five. It could be like anywhere in the, anywhere in the first round, any team. Who do you guys think is going to impress us? Possibly rookie of the year candidate, but a dark horse rookie of the year candidate. I'm looking at Onyeka Okongwu for the Atlanta Hawks, one of my favorite player in the draft. He was my fourth ranked player. I know the Bulls took Patrick Williams at number four, which was a shock to the most, uh, most of the NBA fans. But Onyeka Okongwu, I've, I felt like was a better fit for that team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see how he's going to fare with the Atlanta Hawks. I know that they look scarier than they have in the past. They do have Clint Capella, though, so that's going to limit him a little bit in the rookie of the year sense. If we're looking at rookie of the year it's it's not something that is something you should apologies shy away from when looking at Lamelo ball because of the opportunities that he's going to have he's going to get a lot of minutes and he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot so he's going to get a lot of attention social media wise and defense wise people are going to be game planning for him and and people take note of the gravity you have on the basketball court. So Onyeka Okongwu mm-hmm. as the dark horse and then LaMelo Ball as the, the obvious answer. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I like Okongwu a lot. I, I think that he kind of fell a little too much, but not not nothing ridiculous. But 
Uh, I'm looking at guys that I like that, that went a little later. I really like Sadiq Bey. I think he's going to have a good career there. I don't know if Detroit's the best fit for him, but I think he's a really promising young player. Got to show some hometown love to Precious Achua. He, he's special. But I, I kind of agree with your take there. I don't think Anthony Edwards, the number one overall pick, is going to be in that rookie of the year race for too long. That was such a um, strange pick. I don't know why they did that, but I mean, Minnesota at least. It was, it was weird. It was yeah, weird. I mean, he fits there. That's kind of what, what they needed. And he does have promising talent, but he's more of like a project. I think they traded a couple of years to get there. They traded away Jimmy Butler to get a Jimmy Butler-esque project. It, mm-hmm. do, it doesn't really make sense. Because they had to treat Cat with special privileges and couldn't mm-hmm. have anyone challenging him mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but I don't know about James Wiseman, if he's going to have a big enough role in Golden State to really have the rookie. He might be the most impactful rookie. He might be the rookie that makes it the furthest in the playoffs, but he's not going to be the, that guy that really controls the team. So really we're looking at someone like LaMelo, like Jonathan said, where we, we've seen he's the flashy one. We know that ESPN and NBA Instagram and all of that is going to give him all the love in the world. He, he got four assists in his opening game and all four were blasted all over social media. How many points? <laughs> and he had not a single point. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you would think that he had some kind of marvelous game in his preseason debut. He hit a three tonight and that, I saw that about a thousand times so you know he's going to get the the media love and that's kind of how you win rookie of the year it's just you get voted on by the press so honestly if we're going to make realistic predictions it's probably going to be a middle of the ball so I mean here's my dark horse candidate I was upset that he fell this far I would have liked to see him be higher up uh Obi Toppin like he wasn't highly recruited out, out of high school he went to Dayton wasn't power five school mm-hmm. and yet he dominates gets the wooden award like his development's been so phenomenal throughout college mm-hmm. like he's just going to get better in the nba and his energy hustle and just pure athleticism which is where the nba is going anyways i think he could surprise some people um but i like the that last, you, oh yeah. go ahead. the last thing the knicks needed was another big yep. they, they went they got another forward and it's going to be it's going to be very difficult to get him on the floor with guys like um portis they have Robinson as well, and now you add another guy like Obi Topin to the mix. I know he's probably going to play forward. He might take some minutes away from Knox, but um, if he gets the opportunity, yeah. I like him as a player. He, he had some nice highlights in his first preseason game as well. So I yeah, like I think- uh, Not only a big, but a big that can't play. He refuses to play defense. He is terrible. Mm-hmm. He is so bad at defense. <laughs> He'll figure it out in the NBA, hopefully. I mean – Portis has that injury issues um, in his past, so I don't think Portis will actually stay healthy the full year, and Toppin will get his minutes um, throughout the uh, year. They got Randall too. Julius yeah, Randall's Julius also Randall. Thrown, so <laughs> not too worried, honestly. That's probably why the Knicks. It might have Randall running the point. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Anything's possible in New York. Let's be real here. Um, but Especially I like with that. Tibbs. You, I like that you brought up the uh, Bulls pick. Um, I thought that was a terrible pick because he was slated, what, 16th or 17th in most draft boards. Draft him at four overall. Um, is that don't, rank, bad? don't rank on my FSU guy. I, I go to FSU, so should have won I mean, that national there championship. There you go. My FSU. dude. My yeah, dude. I mean, I mean, honestly, okay, so. right now, just just complete side note. Uh, what's up with your guy? Uh, he, he got into a medically induced coma. Who? What are you talking about? There was an FSU uh, player that collapsed. 
I thought it was a Florida. Oh, it, it, it was a, it was a, it was a guy know. that was in. He, he, he played for UF. He, he wasn't a Florida, Florida. State player. I thought it was Florida State. No, it was Florida. It was, oh, it was Florida. Florida. Oh, it was Florida. in the Florida State game, but he was on UF. Yeah, he uh, okay. suffered some heart complication, mm-hmm. apparently. So um, That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. So it was against the, the Knowles, but it, he was a Gator. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just all I, I saw all the headlines like Florida State game. Like, okay, never mind. So here, here, Jonathan. Before <laughs> before anyone says anything else, here's the thing. I love the pick only because here's all right, Kevin. He you can look at the mocks, but at the same time, it was going up in the mocks anyway. So and then he wasn't even slated to go in the first round. Number one, but number two, you're not helping Jonathan, the case. <laughs> no, but here's the, the thing. But he knows the thing is that FSU, they play a platoon system. Leonard Hamilton is a great coach. He plays all 15 guys or 18, however, however much they have. He doesn't start games. He finishes them. Everybody literally plays over 20 minutes a night. I'm not worried at all whatsoever. I'm very cautiously optimistic being a Bulls fan with Billy Donovan as a head coach, too, because mm-hmm. he, obviously, I don't know. I think that Oklahoma team could have gone farther, but I don't know with his coaching a little here and there. I'm just cautiously optimistic, but anything better than the last guy you had. Everyone's every yeah, oh, for sure, dude. Boylan, Boylan was a clown. He was he was a huge clown. Oh my god, he was terrible. But I I trust in AK. I trust in Mark Eversley. So I think they made the right pick. <laughs> the only problem is that all Bulls Twitter is comparing him to Kawhi. So I think we got above the brakes there. But other than that, I think I I think I'm again cautiously optimistic. I think he'll be a great player, you know, down the road. Y'all could have traded three down for him though. Yeah, yeah, they should have 100%. I was actually going to say that. He's a good 3 and D player, which is what every successful team in the NBA has. They they have one of those guys that can they can rely night in and night out to go guard the the uh opposing team's best player and score the basketball for you when you need it. So I I get what they're doing. They didn't really trust Otto Porter to be that for that team and they felt like they can build alongside Zach Levine, a core that can really compete in the future. I I feel like they could have traded back to get a player like him, even get him with like the the ninth pick, but they must have known something that we didn't. They must have known that he was flying up the draft boards Mm -hmm. right before draft day, and they were like, if we want to get him, we have to get him here. Because you know what this unusual. reminds me of? Go ahead, yeah. Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you don't like it? You don't like the pick? I mean, I'm not sure. <laughs> he wasn't even really a starter. Obviously, I, I, I get what he's saying, but um, I don't know. It just sounds all too familiar with, with Chicago well, sports. Bart, now, the only so. problem is, is that Mitch Trubisky actually was beat out all three years before his junior year by a guy that's not even in the NFL anymore. Patrick Williams, he was a freshman. He was the second youngest guy in the draft, and he was flying up everyone's boards. The Knicks tried to trade up to get him, too. So this is very – it's not even close. It's not even – I'll, I'll be fair, patient. The, I'll be patient. Not, not even that. To be fair, the Bears had no way of knowing that they were going to have possibly one of the best players of all time, like three picks down the line. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, when you had Deshaun Watson that draft, too, though, like everyone knew Deshaun Watson special, and they still decide to take mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky over. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll mention this later on, Kevin and Bart, but it's okay. Our guy beat Deshaun. It's all good. I'm fine. It's all good. All right. It's all good yeah. in the hood. All right. Well, I got one final question for you guys before we let all you right. guys go. Uh, you okay. don't have to give long answers to this. This can be short and sweet. Jordan or LeBron? I don't like the GOAT comparison. 
that's no fun. That's not a fun answer. It's, it's absolutely a fun answer. I just wanted to get it's, Matt riled up. So it's I I'm, I saw a clip of Michael Jordan talking about this, and he said it's unfair to assess a player from a different generation of basketball to another player of different generation of basketball. He was saying, if we're going to look at championships, Bill Russell is the greatest of all time. If we're going to look at success, I won six, but like he won 11. So what are we, what are we looking at here? But it's, they're all different basketball players. I I just appreciate everyone for what they bring to the table and, um, LeBron's not in the top four all time. So oh let's... my! Ooh, there you go. I like that. <laughs> oh, we just became we're, best friends. We're cut that yeah. for sure. <laughs> we were we were doing our NBA Mount Rushmore, and um, t- some of us said like, "Oh, LeBron's like two, maybe three And then Jonathan's like, "Nope, nope, he's not even on my top four <laughs> Being like, a okay. Heat fan, really? Wow. Well, okay, that's see, surprising. I think I think what happened in 2011 kind of disqualifies him from ever being the goat. Um, ah, thank you so much. Appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. let's be real. Jordan spent his entire career playing against unathletic white guys. So, Carl Malone. It's, it's impossible to assess the eras. <laughs> Gary, Gary Payton apparently was super unathletic and, and white. Yeah. Apparently, according to Kevin, Gary. Okay, Payton. you have Carl Malone was apparently white and unathletic. The third, the third leading scorer of all time, and the steals leader of all time, and the assists leader of all time. Are and the Pistons don't even get me started on that Pistons team. Yeah, guys who are told to explicitly go break your legs. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so Kevin, Kevin might not want to invite you guys anymore. They're more unathletic that they had to actually like try to physically destroy Jordan instead of actually playing basketball. And he was still dropped forty. So, so so much for keeping it short, huh, Kevin? You thought this was gonna be a short conversation. They'd pick your guy. Not I did. I 100 percent did. I was ready for that validation. But okay, Jonathan, I just have to ask since you said he's not in the top four, he's now in your Mount Rushmore. Who is your Mount Rushmore? I got Wilt, Jordan, okay. uh-huh, Kobe. And I'm blanket on the fourth one I had in there. But um, I think it was magic. Oh. Or Kareem, it was either. Uh, it was Kareem, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I had him in the in the top four. So Jordan's not my top three, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> if, if with a statement like mine, I don't get yours as outlandish. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> Jordan's number four for me, but um, yeah, I mean. I respect everyone's opinion on it, besides Matt's. Uh, <laughs> everyone has a valid argument for it, and no one's ever going to settle the debate. But I like to hear other people's opinion. Um, mm-hmm. Cool. It was awesome having you guys on. We loved having you. It was a great appreciate pleasure you guys. Here. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys for joining the show. Appreciate you guys uh, for, for for coming on and uh, having some basketball banter. There you go. With us. Yeah, I <laughs> uh, yeah, appreciate you guys having us on. Um, it was really a pleasure. We should do this more often. Yeah, for sure. Oh, one, uh, Hundo, Hundo P is the young say nowadays. <laughs> so we, we can have maybe a longer conversation about LeBron in the next one. Oh, okay. man. Absolutely. Ooh. I'm always down. <laughs> Really right, assess that goat conversation. Yeah, take it easy. <laughs> All right, see you guys. Thank you guys so much. Bye-bye. No Huge thank you to Bexy Venture for joining. Thank you, Jonathan and Sam, for spitting some knowledge. Uh, you guys are great. Now, moving on to the Champions League draw, a round of 16. We don't usually talk soccer, but this is a big deal. Um, it, Kevin, so you're you're uh, our resident uh, Liverpool, uh, resident Liverpool, Barcelona, and I don't know who else fan. Just but, us two. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what what do you what are you thinking about this? Who do you think has the easiest path right now? 
Uh, so honestly, I saw the draw earlier today. I mean, it was this afternoon, so obviously I saw it today. But um, I actually love the round of scene draw. I think there's a lot of good matchups here. Um, we got not Atlanta. except for Man City, <laughs> Man City, and Real Madrid just got cakewalks. But we'll get to that. Um, I think the best draw was Barcelona and PSG. It was a rematch from two years ago when uh, PSG was up five one going into the second leg, and then Barcelona scores five goals. Um, and they had like three and like seven minutes to end up coming back and moving on. So I think that would be awesome to see. But actually, um, Neymar got hurt over the weekend and they thought it was going to be an Achilles tear. Um, ended up not being that bad. He's going to be out a month, um, but it could be longer. And I mean, this isn't two months. So if it ends up coming into play, that's something to watch out for. Um, and then we got Liverpool and uh, Red Bull Leipzig. Um, right. I mean, I think Liverpool will move on easily, but I think it will also be a good challenge. Um, the biggest one I'm excited for, though, um, is actually a team I – two teams I despise, one out of London and Chelsea, and then another Spanish team in the Atletico Madrid. Um, the only thing I'm excited for with – Real Madrid. That, nope, Atletico Madrid is playing Chelsea. Uh, Real Madrid's playing at, oh, you're right, at yes. Atlanta. You're right. Um, my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, but this means Christian Pulisic is going to be playing in the round of 16. So I want Chelsea to move on because of that. Um, but I do like it when Spanish teams move on because it helps assert them as the best um, league in European soccer. I do believe La Liga is the best. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled about it. Um, Juventus should go through against Porto, which actually that's kind of cool because um, we know Cristiano Ronaldo's driving Juventus and he's playing a Portuguese team. Um, and that man is from Portugal. So kind of cool there. Uh, but yeah, Man City playing. I don't even know how to say. Um, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Yeah, they typically just go by Gladbach. Um Uses M apostrophe Gladbach. Um, but yeah, City, if they don't just dominate both legs, I'll be amazed. Although City has dropped some very easy games this year. So, I mean, it could happen. Good. Um, but I, we have three U.S. players playing in a Champions League in the knockout stages. So that's exciting. Um, we got. Serginho Dest with Barcelona, Christian, Christian Pulisic with Chelsea, and Weston McKinney with Juventus. Go America! USA. We're all here for it. How about that? How about that? Uh, which reminds me, Bart, I asked you your favorite player from the Miracle on Ice team earlier, and you said America. <laughs> Straight upside America. Freedom. <laughs> Freedom is the number one player for America. <laughs> America. You know, I mean, I dig it. We we all need a little bit more freedom in America in our lives. So, um, but yeah, oh. that is our Champions League breakdown. I don't know if you're deciphering these matchups, Matt, but um, there's definitely a couple good ones. Dortmund and Sevilla, um, and then Bayern and Lazio. Uh, that's going to be interesting to see how uh, Bayern plays an Italian with an Italian team. Um, but don't don't give Real Madrid a cakewalk. Atalanta is actually they're not they're not bad. Um, they can they can give them a run for their money. So, well, I but mean, yeah, not, I mean the, they're not bad, but the qual- the amount or depth of talent on each team, Real Madrid's 
bench 11 can outplay Atlanta starting 11. So. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I get it. No, you're, you're absolutely correct on that one. But yeah, no, overall, I'm excited. Um, I guess the first one is in February, so we have to wait till February 16th, and then we'll get Leipzig versus Liverpool. And then hopefully we, uh, in May, that's usually when the final is, hopefully we'll see some fans. Last week, um, at the, first week of June. Yeah, hopefully we'll see some fans there. So that'll be that'll be fun to watch. We'll see how this unfolds. So Bart, talk trip. about the UFC. Yes. <laughs> Will do. We had an absolutely incredible card. First of all, who'd past. you watch with and why didn't you invite us? Uh well it was just some s- some buddies. Um, uh, are we not your buddies? Oh, now? we're not your buddies. I, are, what is this, Bart? He said, Kevin, Kevin, he said some buddies and we're not his buddies. Uh you're no, not y'all are our definitely at our secret Santa. You're just in the corner. <laughs> we we be buddies. Throw, we're gonna be doing the sauce for that. We'll throw you sauce. We're, not, not we're just gonna wait. give you all a Carolina Reaper. Just straight open your eyes. Take that blindfold. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Anyway, yes, please go on. Super exciting. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Um, no, so so we had an absolutely fantastic card. Uh the prelims, the the main card is all is all really good. Uh but the the main event, Figueredo versus Moreno, what what a battle. I mean, that was absolutely fantastic. Um, they that that ended up in a draw. One of the judges gave Figueredo a win. I personally thought that Moreno won. Uh he had more takedowns. Um I I, I felt like he was pushing Figueredo a lot uh, uh more than Figueredo was. So I would have given uh, Moreno the win, but man, they're gonna fight again. It's gonna be a while because they they absolutely. I think uh, uh, Figueredo is actually taken to the hospital after the game. So after the game, after <laughs> after the fight, so <laughs> it's, um, it's all games. They, they, play, they play Tetris actually. Yeah. They play Tetris. Dude. Yeah, no. Like Patty but, Cake out there in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Dana White already said they're going to be a, there's going to be a rematch too, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. There's, Cody, if there's a draw. Yeah, there's going to be a rematch. Yeah, Cody Cody Garbrandt can can sit and watch. Um, this is this is definitely uh, the best matchup the flyweight division has. So this is super exciting. I'm I'm, I'm pumped. It, it is going to be a while though, but they will have a rematch. Uh, and then Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson lost in decision which i did i send you guys that that uh arm bar by uh that he refused to tap out and yes absolutely oh Oh, my uh, ferguson just the fact that he knew that the round was almost over i mean Oliveira had his arm like behind his body it was it was honestly disgusting i mean i would not be uh, surprised if it comes out did he have his that he has a torn labrum and he's having surgery well is his arm hurt part did they they let us know yet (laughs) uh no and Ferguson is obviously not going to let anybody know either because that, that dude is probably the toughest guy in the UFC. Yeah, well, if we don't see him fight for a year, that's why. Um, Oliveira actually has – he's a 6-7 uh, fight streak right now, a fight win streak. Yeah, he's he, – I, I think he actually might have eight in a row now. So, so that's cr- I think uh, that that division's Oliveira's for the taking eventually. You know, once it all. I works mean, out. the lightweight division is heavily stacked. Out of all the divisions, it's. I mean, it, you obviously you have uh, uh, Poirier, Gaethje, McGregor, 
uh, Ferguson, who just lost, so that's going to drop him down a little bit. Oliveira is going to be up there now. And Mike Chandler, we haven't seen him fight yet. He doesn't have a fight yet. So, man, uh, <laughs> I don't know. That that lightweight division is is up in the air. And, and um, Dana White's supposed to speak with uh, Khabib about coming back. Obviously, Khabib says that he's done. He's not coming back. But uh, I don't know. It's Dana White is definitely going to try to convince him to come back. So, yeah. I no, I mean, I don't feel like Khabib's going to come back. I feel like the no. reason he left is like a le- it's not Conor McGregor reason. Like it's a legit reason he's leaving the sport. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, that not only that the the competition for the lightweight just increased quite a bit. And I actually think Oliveira would would have the best chance against uh, Khabib as well too, because the rest of them they're all they're all stand up fighters. I mean, speaking of uh, while we're staying on the topic, have you guys seen John Jones uh, lately? How no, he I thought you were going to bring up Jake Paul. No, I actually that's next. That's next. Right, John Jones. Beef John up. Jones is a, he looks like a straight up monster, and I think so he's gonna get I mean, he's obviously not gonna again. Yeah, well, maybe, but as long as he doesn't do any kind of coke, I think he'll be fine. Uh, yeah, well, steroids is apparently fine then. <laughs> One more name I want to bring up too, real, real quick, is Kevin Holland. He keeps getting performance of the night, um, and he actually wants Dude, to. Dude, that watch, guy's a monster. That guy's he a wants monster. to fight Kamayev next week or this Saturday, pretty much. Well, I, I I would love Leon Edwards to fight him first, but I mean, it is what it is. I think yeah, after that, I, Leon Edwards has had the worst luck in the UFC. He really so has. I mean, he's gotten COVID and he got it bad. So I I feel so bad for him. But yeah, I really want that fight to happen because Leon Edwards has Leon Edwards has something. Uh, he has something to prove, and I think he's actually a good fighter. I mean, since that little backstage scrap uh, with uh, what's his name with Masvidal, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hit him with a two-piece in a soda, as he would like to say. But um, yeah, so uh, I don't even know why we're talking. Why he should Jake Paul should shut up. Uh, he should stop calling out Conor McGregor. He, if he wants to fight, he can go into a real fight. He can go into the octagon. No one's gonna fight him. No one's gonna box him. Like he could duck the whole round and still be, you know, still be, still win some rounds. But he should just shut the fuck up. That's just my my take. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's just a really stupid fight to begin with. Uh, it's it's just a money fight. I, I don't like the fact that these social media influencers are getting into boxing. Like, it really annoys me. Well, you it, know it, somebody's just, just going to bash their face and ruin their social media career and their boxing career at one blow. So. Yeah, but, but the money, though, would be big. So. Well, yeah, I mean, he's Especially offering Especially with 50, McGregor. He's offering 50 mil to McGregor, which the Floyd Mayweather fight was 30 million. So, yeah, but the thing with McGregor is he's going to send his Irish mafia to his house since he just mentioned his wife. So, um, Jake Paul, really, you know, I don't, I don't know about you, dude. No, I straight up think both McGregor and Dana White will be like, all right, you want to do this? You're doing the octagon. <laughs> We're not doing he called out Dana White too. So, I yeah, mean, so I think it's going to be in the octagon and McGregor no, is going to kill him. Like, definitely not going to be in the octagon. Right. No, boxing, boxing is where the money money is at. Dana White doesn't want to risk that. What are you kidding me? He's you know how much of liability that would be with. I don't even think it really that. depends on what Dana White wants. I think it's like if McGregor wants the money, he's going to do it himself. He'll just retire again. Like well, that's that's this is the thing though. Like Dana White is all about the money. He wants the money. He wants the fame and all the lights and cameras. So why not bring the YouTube star in with? 
millions and millions of viewers that for an exhibition, he just had the eighth highest all-time pay-per-view. Bring that into the UFC. Yeah, which, is, which is an absolute joke. There's some actual good boxers coming out right now, like Anthony Joshua. Yeah. like So, I mean, does Jake Paul deserve the spotlight and the money that he's eating? No. But should he go in the ring and go up against McGregor? Yes. Uh, well, going the odds of going up against McGregor. Because, um, I mean, honestly, I think it'd be entertaining for Khabib to come and do a fight with Paul in the octagon. Just be with Khabib's him. not a boxer, though. He's not a boxer, dude. But yeah, yeah. he would get and... Jake Paul the ground and literally choke him out. Like, he wanted to kill McGregor. Like, I'm surprised that fight did not have a death in it. And there's a reason there wasn't a rematch. Like, I, yeah. I, I, for the sake of legality, I don't know if this is actually true, but I'm pretty sure if somebody dies in the octagon ring, it's legal. So, well, I mean, it's consensual. I don't know. That's a very broad definition, and we're not like lawyers. We're not. Although we like, should if, call Martin. We Martin, should. Martin I, Austin. I, I, will, I will ask him. Um, yeah. We'll be back to you guys. Or if any of you fans know, like, hit us up, let us know. But, um, like, I'm pretty sure people have died in the Octagon before, and the person that killed them didn't go to uh, I don't uh, yeah, Your I'm wife sure. wants you. Hi, Kathy. And with that being said, we are. <laughs> thank you guys for jo- <laughs> joining in to episode 50. Um, make sure to follow us on the gram, uh, on the Twitter, uh, at ITM. Kathy's going to kill front. Matt, like. Uh, <laughs> kill Jake Paul. <laughs> uh, well, right. Either or. Um, Listen, support us. <laughs> Buy some gifts for your loved ones for the holidays. They need some inside the mind gear. Look at us. Look us up on uh, redbubble.com. Give us, give us some love. Shout us out. We'll maybe shout you out. Thank you guys from. Uh, thank you to the guys from Backseat Banter as well for joining us, guys. Have a great night. See you later. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Toodles. Adios. Deuces.